Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shear. Already getting back the A comments in here. Don't worry, we're going to get talk, get to the back the A movement. But first, Shear, you and I have a bet going on right now about who will play more impactful minutes at the University of Arizona. Philly B or Conrad Martinez. Maybe we'll call him C-Mart. Philly B or C-Mart. This is your one-time opportunity before we get in here to back away from this and side with Team Philly B. I'm a man of my word, Mike. I'm not. I, I stand strong for Philly B. Oh, so you're you, you've switched over from Conrad Martinez <laughs> for Conrad. I stand strong for Conrad. You, but you just admitted you've switched over to Philly B. I messed up. I messed up. All right. Well, anyway, if we got three back the A comments in here already, you guys are all awesome. We're going to get to the back the A movement here in just a second. But first, we got to talk about Philly B, the man of the hour right now. Now, I'll be honest here. Um, I would love to get a hashtag uh, my bad Philly B movement going on right here. But first, sheer joking aside, he's actually looked pretty good. Uh, he's actually looked pretty good. I see Rich Carrillo in here. Rich, we're going to get to you. But Philly B, dropping 20-plus points, getting 11 boards, five or six assists. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see what a player can do with with a little freedom. I mean, Philly B is used to the the FIBA rules and the international rules. And um, you got. I, I always say Tommy Lloyd recruited him for a reason. And it was interesting last game he didn't play, or two games ago he didn't play as much in the first quarter. Um, kind of a message, don't take 19 shots again if you're not shooting well. I like but, that, though. I mean, the other day he was awesome, and uh, I'm really, really curious to see his game tomorrow. France is really good. They have good, legitimate players. That's going to be a tough matchup, so I'm, I'm going to be watching that one. All right, Andre Vera says, I missed your Monday episode, but I wanted to ask – uh, who of the Arizona prospects impressed you the most? Who disappointed you? Andre, that's the way of going and saying, listen to the Monday podcast. But we'll give you a little bit of a teaser here later on. But sure, I'm excited to see Philly B as well. The one thing about Philly B, and Rich Creo, this is for you, Philly B can pass the basketball. That is one thing that I feel very comfortable in saying that he can do is he can pass the basketball. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he can shoot. Do anything like, else? I have questions about some of his game, but he's absolutely a good passer. There, there's no denying that that he is a good passer. 
Um, in this tournament, he's kind of done well against the bad teams. Or, yeah, done well against the bad teams and struggled against the good ones. France is really good. If he plays well uh, tomorrow, he definitely has my attention. It's too bad that Victor Wembanyama isn't on this team so we could really get a showdown between Victor W. and Philly B. Yeah, I mean, and obviously that would be edge to Philly B. Right. His passing is better than Victor. I asked Murph off record yesterday, and I don't think that he'd get mad at me for saying this on record, but I asked him, I said, dude, so what about Philly B? And then he says, I'm telling you, man, he's not bad. He can play a little bit. So, again, the co- and you've reported this before, Sheer, that the coaching staff likes Philly B. They don't think he's a lost cause. A lot of fans do, but the coaching staff, and that that's a credit to Tommy Lloyd, too. I don't, I don't think he thinks anyone is a lost cause until the last minute, but um, they believe that, that Philly has potential. All right. Now, we're getting all ready. The Conrad Martinez questions are coming in hot and heavy already. Do we have any updates on Conrad Martinez? By the way, that's a cool mug. What is that? Show that again. Pull it up. Different books. I like that. All books you haven't read, Sheer. Uh, no, I've read some of them. All right, but go ahead. Uh, Sheer, uh, Conrad Martinez, Seymour. I, I got to look. Conrad is playing in the in the U18. For, for the record here, the people that are late to this bet, again, the bet is – who plays more meaningful minutes at the University of Arizona, uh, Philly B or Conrad Martinez? And I have been squarely in the Philly B boat. Yeah, but you know you gotta just you gotta respect Conrad. Give my guys some respect. We're gonna find I, out. I'm looking it up. 22 days. Conrad is on the Spanish team, by the way. For the U18, it's just absolutely ridiculous. That's the one how, with Adi Mara, the guy going to UCLA, and and all of that. How many minutes? How many minutes would Philly B play at ASU? Oh, a lot. 15. I think so, too. Would Philly B possibly be a starter at ASU? There's a chance. I don't think so, but there's a chance. All right. Let's I see here. Look, this is me. The U.S. isn't even in the UAT. That's true. That's a good point. Now, before we get on to some other stuff here, we're going to talk about Jack Murphy taking some subtle shots at Jason Shearer. But first uh, – do you want to uh, do you want to tell Rich Carrillo that nobody was bigger than um, no nobody was more skeptical of Philly B than you, but you've also you're starting to warm a little bit. No, no, no. You 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 are much more down on Philly B than I ever was. Why did I say that he's better than Conrad Martinez? Because you you don't like you don't like four basketball players. That's not true. You like you like Philly more than Conrad. That doesn't mean you like Philly. All right, fair enough. He's better than Duke Brennan. Hey, watch your mouth right there. This is a Duke Brennan free, uh, slander yeah, you know, free podcast. Let's throw Duke Brennan on this podcast. All right, we're going to get back to Philly B right here. But again, you got to admit, though, Philly B surprised you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Again, though, like to, I think it's 11 a.m. tomorrow. Should I? Maybe I'll live tweet it. Dude, we should. Because here's what we need. The people need to realize, Mike, that if Serbia upsets France and the USA does their job, We've got Kylan Boswell versus Philly B in the semifinals. Wait a second. What are you doing tomorrow at 1230? No. <laughs> it's going to be hot and heavy. No, you're coming back on tomorrow at 1230. We can break it down in detail because they're playing a good team. Only if he plays well. All right. If he, he plays well, he, then you're back on. He kills France. I'm on. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Now, we got to get to some stuff that Jack Murphy said. A few revelations here. But first... Sheer, when was the last time you went to Circle K? Don't lie. Uh, it was actually yesterday. I drove back from Yuma again. Uh, yuck. You're not moving there, are you? No, I'm done with Yuma for 
for quite a while, hopefully. Okay, good. But make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff at Circle K right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle K's near you. All right, it's time to talk Caleb Love. Jack Murphy said, I asked him, and there is record of this, there is proof. I said, uh, tell me about what you expect from him. And he said, it's a perfect fit for both sides, Sheer. He says, we need him. He needs us. Sheer, you were skeptical of Caleb Love as well. You are not as skeptical anymore, though. I mean, I'm going to be skeptical until the season starts, but I absolutely like what I'm hearing. I mean, Tommy Lloyd told me in Phoenix that he's been the perfect player so far. Buying and listening to everything they're saying has had a great attitude and all that. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting what happens in games you still have to you know he still has to become more efficient and all that but I like basically what I was told and and we talked about this the other day that Arizona would have been really good without Caleb Love it is championship quality with Caleb Love now things have to go right but Caleb Love is the difference a good Caleb Love is the difference between winning a title and not I thought it was very fascinating that Murphs also said that um, he said, you know, in the transfer portal, it's a little bit like speed dating sometimes. And sometimes, though, you don't end up with you want, but sometimes you end up with a better package. I believe that that was his way of saying and this is just me. I believe that that was his way of saying that they would prefer Jaden Bradley and Caleb Love to Ryan Nemhard. What say you? Yeah, I mean, you got two starting quality players over one and and and. This isn't to say, I mean, Arizona really wanted Ryan Emhart. We're not right. going to pretend like we're not, we're not going to do that. We didn't want him anyway. You um, do. You have done that in the past, though. It depends on the player. Yes, absolutely. I'm for the people, Mike. But, um, yeah, I mean, it obviously worked out fine. Jaden Bradley is going to – figuring he's as good as advertised and all that, he's going to step into the starting point guard spot next year probably. You get Caleb Love. All of a sudden you have a really good three-guard lineup, and it, it works out well. I thought he was also fascinating when he talked about uh, uh, Jaden Bradley. And he said, you know, obviously his minutes got kind of sliced there at the end of the season. But if you look at some of his best games, like against Houston this past year, he said Arizona fans know about Houston. I thought that was an interesting point right there. And he did make the point, too, that you've got to be able to get more dynamic there on the perimeter sheer. And they did exactly that. Yeah, the thing with Jaden Bradley, without getting too much into it, you could tell when his minutes and play dropped. There was a certain event at Alabama and a certain distraction. It is not – I mean, there is a direct correlation. When you look at the stuff where Brandon Miller was suspended and all that, and you look at Jaden Bradley's numbers and the rumors of him being on site and all that, that's that was the end of the season for him. I mean, he needed right. a clean look. He needed a fresh start. Arizona was there. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy had, like, before that incident, he had some really good games. Right. I mean, the games that no Arizona guard would have been able to uh, to put together. I mean, and, he, and against good teams, too. And he was a five-star player as well. So, I mean, Arizona wanted out of high school. That's the key, too. They know him. Like, I'm looking right here. Like, he had 14 points against Tennessee. He went to the line in that game 14 times as a guard. Right. And that's as a freshman, too. It's not like he just forgot how to do all that. Yeah, now, 18 against Gonzaga. I mean, he, he's good. Yeah, and again, they t- uh, Murph, you could tell Murph was very excited about the possibility of, uh, well, not the possibility, the eventuality of him coming back to back the A. Now, Kenny Abbey with a rare good point right here. He says, we're going to have a really good bench this year. I'm just kidding with you, Kenny. We're going to get to that. Ben- What's that? 
Is it about ASU? Kenny loves talking ASU. Yeah, again, our favorite Phoenician on the show, Kenny Abbey Jr. But first, um, all right, let's get the long read out of the way right here. Bet MGM. If you've been to Glendale uh, State Farm Arena, it's a monstrosity. You know what you'll see across from there? Something very pristine. Bet MGM. Uh, that's where everything goes down. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first off uh, bet or your first bet offer and receive up to one thousand back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. Let's hear the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, our guy Kenny Abbey is taking this very, very poorly right now. Kenny, it's all right. We still love you. I'm going to have you on the show again next week, but you do live in Phoenix right now. The fat lever is from Tucson, a Tucsonan, by the way. So there, I, I, I get that one. All right, now let's talk about the bench, though, Sheer. And I wasn't able to really get to Mur- uh, all of this with Murph, but Murph has Murph is going to be back in August, though. So, again, I think he needed about a month and a half to prepare to get back. But first, the bench. 24-7, not a fan of at all of Arizona's international recruits. Basically saying that Polyus Morauskas, Polyem, and Mount Crevis are okay three-star type guys. And Conrad's not even listed. What are the what are your bosses missing that you are not missing? Well, I think the first thing they're missing is both are four stars, Mike. They're outside of the top one hundred. They're four star players. Okay. So right. don't Okay. They, All right. They, I take it back. I take it back. 24 7 believes that both will play as freshmen. They don't think Conrad will play at all, which is probably accurate. Wait a second. Uh, are you 24 7 in this conversation or are you speaking for your uh, superiors? Uh, I'm speaking for my superiors. I have no say on rankings. I always laugh when people say, like, Sheer, where do you think so and so will be ranked? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I disagree on rankings sometimes. Like, you know, I watched, uh, I wrote up my LZ Harrington write up and I noticed that we have him as 12th in the country. He, uh, and you he disagree walked. with this vehemently. Yeah, he's not, I mean, you, you don't think he's 12th in the country, do you? <laughs> no. And, and so, and like, and I think he's solid, but not 12th, but like Morowski's, I would have had as a top 50 to 75 guy. All right. And now what about Crevis? I would have had top 100. All right, you like it now. So, all right, now, uh, foot to the fire. Foot to the fire. Yeah, all right, we're going with that. Foot to the fire. Right in the oven. <laughs> all right, yes. Mount Crevis or, D- or Dillier. Next year, who gets more minutes? That's easy. Crevis. Oh, come on. We got another bet because you're going to lose the first one already. Crevis will get more minutes than Dylan Anderson. Because Ooh. here's what's going to happen. Here's my – I'm going full prediction. Dylan can't play the five. He's a four man, right? No, Dylan can play the five. Only his father thinks that he can't play the uh, four. Henry is going to get minutes at the four. That's why Henry will be the backup four. And then Crevis will be the backup five. And Dylan will be 
switching in between both. Brad Rich. By the way, I can't stand people with two first names. They're very dangerous. But I like Dylan Anderson a lot, but not really as a basketball player. Who said that paraphrased comment? That's Jason Shear right there. I never said that. Oh, you you said I like Dylan's a great kid. I don't think he's a <laughs> I you loved I love Dylan Anderson. Look. I think Dylan, I don't think he's bad. I think he's playing at the wrong level. Is that, uh, that that's a that's a diss here. That's sure. But it's also a compliment. True or false, if Dylan Anderson played for Grand Canyon next to our boy Duke, they would be absolutely fantastic at that level. Oh, dude, you'd have two NBA players right there. I rest my case. You just said there you just said Dylan was an NBA player. You just basically admitted that Den- Dylan Anderson. Sometimes you gotta like I'm it's like the uh, Adema Ball syndrome. I am so curious to see how Adema does at Santa Clara. By the way, very interesting thing to make fun of ASU fans, though. Herb Sendek, in like three years at Santa Clara, has produced more first-round picks than Bobby Hurley. Yeah, he's had a hell of a roster since he's been there. Right. He's, every year they have one really good player. And he's he's brought these guys in, though. You can't just say that he was grandfathered these. By the way, Kenny Abbey, pipe down. Um, five of a kind <laughs> media, though, says, Dylan, why can't Dylan be the stretch four? We've already seen that Dylan can shoot. Over who? If you think he's a stretch four, that means that you think he's better than Henry. That's it. All right, I don't. Enough. All right. Uh, right? Because Henry technically should be the stretch four. All right. All you guys are wrong. This is turning into a Dylan Anderson hate fest. But we're not going to go that way. Now, let's talk about Keyshaw Johnson. I was very fascinated by what Murph said about how he believes that Keyshaw Johnson is going to be an NBA player and that he's going to be that Miami Heat type guy. I did not I did not expect that from uh, uh I did not expect that from Murph and he said the dude's a winner. I just don't know where he plays in the NBA, but I loved hearing that though, sure. Yeah, you know, it's everybody that has ever coached this kid going back to high school loves him. Right. He plays as hard as can be every single possession. He has already stepped in and he's become one of the leaders on this team. He's vocal. You can become a leader when you're playing hard and making yourself accountable, which he does. Uh, He'll rebound. I think everyone knows or is confident that he'll score more points at Arizona than he did at San Diego State. If he averages 13 and eight a game in the Pac-12 with his athleticism and the way he probably tests, maybe he gets some NBA looks. I don't think he gets drafted. And And I agree with you. I don't know where he would play, but maybe off the bench as like an energy guy, a defense rebounding, you never know. I'm gonna. This will be a real testament to Tommy Lloyd. By the way, if you could pull up that uh, uh, the chart again uh, with the uh, roster here, and your good point, Brad Rich, that uh, Polyam is not on here. We will get this taken care of. Neither is Conrad Martinez. That is on me. I apologize. But Keyshaw Johnson, right there. This will be fascinating, though, Sheer, to see what happens uh, and how the uh, Tommy Gun can actually extrapolate from uh, uh, players from different uh, programs into his own program. If he goes from averaging eight and five to say 13 and seven, Tommy, that's another nice little feather in Tommy Lloyd's uh, cap right there. And I'll, and I'll say this right now. I fully expect 13 and seven to be the numbers. Like, I think that's it. I, Cause I, I can't see how he doesn't score more in an offense that actually tries to score and more shots being put up more rebounds. Um, yeah. I mean, we're going to find out like, there's multiple guys all over the roster. Let's say Caleb Love, Jaden Bradley, and Kashad Johnson are all better than they were at their previous spot. I think that's likely, is it not? 
it is likely, but that's going to go notice next year in the transfer portal. And Arizona's going to say, look, man, we took in three transfers, and they were all better than they were at their previous school. Oh, by the way, Five of a Kind Media, really like your inputs right here because you uh, bring up points that I forget about. K.J. Lewis, Murph brought him up. He said, we have high expectations for K.J. Lewis. He says he's a big-time athlete. He's strong. He said he's going to be a big part of our future. Sheer, first uh, first Caleb Love, then K.J. Lewis. I believe that Murph was sending messages to you via me. I also think that there's a key language in there. And when you hear him talk about KJ and Tommy big in the future, I don't think people should expect him to play much as a freshman. I just don't see where it comes from. If everything goes right and they develop, like he develops, like the coaching staff wants him to. Yeah. I think he has a nice future as a freshman. I would be really surprised if he got any sort of decent minutes. All right. We're going to talk about the seven, eight, nine. That's right there. I like that B cat. That's very good right there. Um, now, but first, Four Peaks. Four Peaks that we already know, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Here's the peaks that we know for sure that will play this coming year. You've got um, Umar Ballo, Keyshaw Johnson, Dylan Anderson. We're going to will this into occurrence, and Henry Vasar. Yeah. You're not right. saying Krivis, you don't know if Krivis will play. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go right now. I'm going to get more. I'm going to go with more. Uh, I'm going to go with more of that. That's a good question, by the way, Kenny. But illegal peats are not illegal peats. Four uh, four peaks. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years older to drink Four Peaks. Plus, um, please drink responsibly. And OGs, oh, Sheer. Now, Sheer was concerned. OGs oh, is for gummies, Sheer. I didn't know that. Sheer was sitting next to me at the Section 7 and literally brought up, well, I don't know about the whole smoking thing. I said, Sheer, these are gummies. Don't worry about it. And if it, if Sheer doesn't need to worry about it, you don't need to worry about it. Oh, geez. Uh, don't, um, doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effects, so get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at OG's Brands and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. Kenny Abbey, more minutes this year. K.J. Lewis or Conrad Martinez? I'm going K.J. Lewis. K.J. Lewis. I'll go K.J. Lewis. Do you think Conrad Martinez plays this year, Sheer? Not really, no. All right. Now, BCAT says seven uh, Seven is going to be Henry. Eight's going to be Pauly. Um, nine's going to be KJ. Hmm. I don't know. I like se- I like the seven and eight. I don't know that I, I go KJ right there, but I'd like to go gonna be like 11. What's that? I think KJ is going to be like 10 or 11. Dylan ahead of KJ, though, correct? Yeah, I'd have, I'd have pretty much any guy that's going to get minutes ahead. Like KJ is ahead of Conrad. That's probably it, right? Right. And we do agree that the only the two guys on this team that have the be- the potential to be the best player on the team are Kylan Boswell and Caleb Love. It's just those two. I would agree with that. Right. Five of Kind Media. Who's the team captain this year? Umar Ballo? Hmm. I mean, Umar is the le- Umar is a natural leader out there. I think it's going to wind up being Kashat. I really do. I just think he he likes that role. I can see that. I can see that. All right. T Burns says I'd lean seven Henry, eight Pauly M, nine Crevis, ten KJ. Oh man. Then Dylan Philly B and Conrad limited red shirt. No, I shouldn't have even read that right there. Is um, KJ is KJ ahead of Philly B? See, these are the competitions. People are focusing on the wrong competition. Like the competition is Henry and Dylan. The competition is Philly and KJ. 
Philly and KJ, you know, after all this smoke that I've been blowing about Philly, I'm going to say KJ plays more minutes this year. Sure. That's those are the, like, those are the real position battles. Cause the other, those are, are the, pos- those are the position battles. I also have firmly, I also firmly believe though, that Arizona has the best roster in the uh, PAC 12 at this point. Um, now, well, well, if well, you, were, well. you were Mr. USC. Yeah, but that was before Caleb Bluff. No. No. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that whatever. was not that. Uh, but I do believe that Arizona, USC, Oregon, and I think there's going to be a pretty steep drop off. I don't think or I don't think UCLA is going to be very good this year. Sheer. Not only am I hoping for it, I don't imagine that they are. They got a lot. They're relying on a lot of international players. I like Dylan Andrews. You think Dylan Andrews sucks? Um, and then, uh, you know, then you got a lot of Will McClendon types. Oh, a Dembona for sure. It just things have to go right. It's just one of those rosters where, like, look, Adebar is probably coming still. Um, and I know he's he's hyped, but he's international, right? You just don't know. Who does? And that's not an awkward name. Jan Dide uh, looks great in the overseas. Then yesterday, he was awful. They lost. He was like five. He, he shot terribly, right? It, how good is he as a freshman? I think he's going to be good, but how good is he as a freshman, right? The French kid they got, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. He's a first-round draft pick in the future. But how good is he as a freshman? Right. right. These are all these are all players that Rich Carrillo, I think, will become immediate fans of the international players right here, Sheer. And then they lose Evo. That's what I'm also really curious about. They lost their their international whisper. Like if Cronin doesn't make the right hire, Cronin is I like I think Cronin's a solid coach, obviously, but I don't know how cut out he is to to coach international guys and be patient with them. Hey, I generally like making fun of Shear, but I'm going to give Shear a little bit of credit here on something. So we're at Section 7. Um, oh, five of kind media, more unlikable, Hurley or Cronin. Cronin by a mile. Hurley, by all accounts, is actually a really good dude. I've Hurley's not come across really anybody. Nice right. I've not come across anybody that actually knows him that says he's a jerk, including no, jerks like Kyle Dodd. I'm just yeah. kidding, Kyle. But uh, what are you saying? No, he's a super nice guy. Like, right. I, I know he's intense on the court, but he is a, a really good person. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go I'm going to go there as well. But um, I think that, uh, you know, UCLA to me is a real, real question mark, though, for this year. And that's why I think those other three teams are going to be better than them. Plus, you get Bona back. Um, losing Tiger Campbell and Hawkins, though, those are the backbone of your team for the last three years, though. And I just don't know that you replace that year. Mike, you're going to give me credit, remember? Yeah, I decided to do uh, – all right, fine. I'm going to give you credit. Um, so we're sitting there watching games. And then uh, the Evo guy or whatever his name is, the UCLA uh, coach, uh, Sheer looks over and he's like, yeah, uh, he, that guy's going to – or he's going to be going to the Raptors. It'll probably be announced next week or whatever. Meanwhile, this is on Friday. Meanwhile, Bruin Report Online gives a breaking news story on Monday that he's likely to leave to the Raptors. So for the UCLA fans out there, follow Sheer to get the best UCLA information. That's um, a big loss for them. I mean, I'm really curious. Like, I'm sure Evo is telling Cronin who to hire. But if Cronin messes that up, all of a sudden you go from a school that's competing with Arizona internationally to Arizona's to the clear – favorite in international recruiting all right my big rich my biggest problem with mick cronin is just this to be honest with you he never takes blame for a loss every single loss is always the official and i kid you not every single loss that stuff to me is super lame 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, it became a game last year where I would just send you Cronin quotes blaming the officials and everything but the play. Right. I mean, and it'd be a game they lose by like 18 points. And he's like, Here, here's always what he'll say, too. He'll say something to this, something of this tenor. Well, you know, not to uh, not to blame the officials, because at the end of the day, we were the ones there out in the court. But we really didn't have an opportunity to win this game with the way that it was officiated. I'm not blaming the officials, but we just really didn't have a chance with the way that it was officiated. It's yeah. I mean, that that's what it is. That's why Mick Cronin stinks. We don't like Mick Cronin. By the way, Kenny Abbey says uh, Hurley and Cronin are the two biggest dorks. I walked up on them at EYBL. Kenny's gangster. Kenny, yeah. I can imagine going up there and, you know, probably throwing up some signs at him. Kenny openly flirted with Jason Richardson's wife in front of Jason Richardson. And you know what Jason Richardson said? Man, dude, I thought that was Nipsey Hussle in front of me right there. I didn't want anything to do with it. Um all right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Elijah rushing here in a minute, but we also got to talk about SM. We got to talk about the uh, the myth that is SMU athletics. Been hearing about this nonstop, generally from the uh, the normal normal folks. Um, unlike, uh, I first of all, I didn't know there were SMU fans. Um, I guess there are some, but I still believe that most of those are bots. A lot of those are you know not real SMU fans. But this whole thing about how they have this ton of money. You can get uh, this corridor that I keep hearing about. No, you've been in the AAC and you can't be competitive or good. What makes you think going to the Pac-12 all of a sudden you're going to be good? No, no, no. So it's interesting to me because the Pac-12 fans will often talk about coordinated media efforts, right? Right. Kinzano has written multiple SMU articles and Wilner has written multiple SMU articles. It is very clear that the Pac-12 or George wants to add SMU. And I said, let's go with the PR. I read from Wilner this morning in his mailbag that SMU would deliver the Dallas market athletically and non-athletically. Forget the Cowboys for a second. SMU is the biggest entity in all of Dallas. I, you find me someone, if you're watching this and you disagree, let us know. I've been there once. I am not a big, right? I can't recall beating an SMU fan. SMU is like 10th in that market. I would argue you have Texas, you have Texas A&M, you have Texas Tech, and then you have – like SMU is the fourth biggest college in that market. I think, you have Preston, I think you have Preston Wood Academy or wherever Julius Randle went in Dallas above them as well. Our guy Kelvin Efon from Dallas uh, as well. Kelvin has more fans than SMU has fans. It's not a thing like we got to stop talking about delivering markets. It, it, it's like it makes it's like saying like everyone said like when uh, when Rutgers was added, it would deliver the New York market. People in New York or New Jersey, they don't care about Rutgers. Well, it's like with San Diego. First of all, I love the thing, too, about how for the longest time you couldn't add San Diego State because it would uh, would hurt the academics of the conference. Now we don't bring that up anymore. And San Diego State is a delivering uh, uh, San Diego. There's like an alum, there's like a student body of 10,000 kids there. People in San Diego like San Diego State. 100%, no denying that. Leave San Diego and no one cares about San Diego State. No. Right. But, but I can at least get behind San Diego State because it's a cool area. Both their programs are solid. They should be good. SMU, though, is a total armpit for me. No thanks. It just doesn't do anything. And at the end of the day, why? Like, why are you adding SMU? You think that there's just going to be some influx of money because you added SMU? 
I think the, the smartest, if I was a Pac-12, I'd add San Diego State and be done with it. Unless networks are coming to you and saying, if you add SMU, we're going to sign on, which they're not. But if they were, then that would be my excuse. So here's where I'm at, basically, to summarize, then we're going to get to Elijah rushing. When it comes to San Diego State, I at least get it. You have got good football. you got good basketball. It's a cool area. I could see them being good in the Pac-12. SMU does absolutely nothing for me. There are very few SMU fans. It's about 95th in that market right there. And there's next to no history outside of the Pony Express. There's nothing to indicate that SMU would ever be good. That's why if you're going to add somebody, add San Diego State. But SMU, keep them with Weber State. Also, I want to visit San Diego. I wouldn't mind playing San Diego a few times so I could take a nice vacation there. I no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, who cares? Get out of this catastrophe of a conference. I agree, man. Like, you know, at the end of the day, UNLV, I, I am far more open to UNLV than I am uh, SMU. Yeah. UNLV, I, we could do uh, the, the fake term sleeping giant. You know, at least with UNLV, I'll believe it. You're in Vegas. You know, the and it's at least happened before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with you and other. All right. Now, speaking of sleeping giants, somebody that's not exactly sleeping, but is a giant, Elijah Rushing, um, by, uh, considered by many to be the, uh, the best defensive end prospect in the entire country. At least that's how he's rated. Um, this is going to come down, at least in my opinion, could be wrong. Who knows? This is an Arizona and Oregon uh, thing uh, decision right here for rushing. And if Arizona were to somehow pull Elijah rushing, um, forget about if you whether you think he's worthy of that ranking or where he should be. If Arizona were to pull Elijah rushing, all of a sudden, Jed, Jed Fish really gets that reputation for being that master recruiter because, again, Arizona doesn't have an NIL that can compete with Oregon, even if they're going to give disproportionate amount of it to Elijah Rushing. Yeah, so Rushing would become Arizona's highest recruit ever. Right. Uh, before it was T-Mac. Right. Those two are Jed Fish guys. I mean, it's a, so anyone that doesn't believe Jed Fish is, knows what he's doing with recruiting would just – I mean, they're wrong to begin with, but then they're really, really wrong. It, it would be – you're talking a top 10 player, figuring he signs and all that, a top 10 player coming to Arizona to play football. Right. It's just not this, heard of. This would on paper, on paper, be the same thing essentially as Bijan coming to Tucson. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. getting a five-star kid that can absolutely go anywhere he wants and is prioritized by every other school that he wants. Yeah, and there's not even a basketball example because Arizona has landed five stars in basketball before. For sure. Football, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's just not heard of. And, it and Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go, no, go ahead. Well, all right, first of all, but if you watch Elijah Rushing, he looks like a really cool guy. You know what he probably has, though? He probably has a pair of Shady Rays on it. That's why, because, I mean, let's be honest here. The cool people wear Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people right there. But, again, that also goes to show you, too, let's just say let's just say that rushing chooses Oregon. Again, I don't know. But – it also goes to show you that the fact that Arizona is being seriously considered by him, this is not something that uh, the previous coaching staff was ever able to do, nor was it something the previous coaching staff ever even tried. And that's where Jed Fish is just light years better than what we've had to deal with in the past. 
Yeah, and let's be clear, this isn't a fake consideration. Like, there's right. a very real chance Elijah Rushing winds up at Arizona. And, and even when he commits to Oregon, if he commits to Oregon, Arizona is going to be recruiting him until he signs. And vice right. versa. If, if he commits to Arizona, Oregon will do the same. But the effort that this coaching staff has put into recruiting him um, is something that we haven't seen in a, in a long time. Right, Going to his school as many times as legally allowed. Telling him, basically, you want to come to practice, it's an open invitation. Like, right. we got you. And, and so that's something that it sounds easy enough, but it's not when you consider that the previous coaching staffs didn't do it. And bringing in his brother as well when you think about it, too, because his brother, his brother, I mean, his brother can play. I, they're not just bringing in a guy who's going to be like me and not be able to ever play, but probably not a high-level D1 guy. But he could also, he's a great kid, comes from a great family, and it can't hurt with Elijah rushing. That's the stuff, the little stuff that this uh, that Fish gets that the previous staff certainly didn't get, and Rich Rod didn't get either, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, they recruited Cruz rushing until the end. Like, he wasn't going to Arizona, if you remember. They got him to switch. And, right. Um, you know, and, and they and, and to their credit, they absolutely believe he will play. It'll probably be on special teams with a chance to maybe play in the rotation down the line. But this year, he will play on special teams. They like him. It's not just we're going to take, you know, whatever just to get rushing. Elijah. Um, and, and the coaching staff gets it. They get certain things. You know, we'll, we'll take – this player who may not be spectacular, but he'll play to get that player. Like they, they are all about that. And schools like Arizona should absolutely do that. Well, and let's be honest here. That's the most important school in the state. Now it for Arizona, at least there's five schools in the state that really, really matter. And again, there are exceptions or five, four or five schools, Chandler, Chandler, Hamilton, Sal point. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? Yeah. Scottsdale, Saguaro, and that's essentially it. Chaparral, all those kids never turn out to be Tucson, very good. Saguaro. Tucson, What's Saguaro. that? Tucson, Saguaro. Tucson, Saguaro, for sure. Yes, Tucson, Saguaro. Jonah Miller left Sal Point to go to Tucson, Saguaro, not to play. That's how big Tucson, Saguaro <laughs> is. But those are the four schools. And when you're at Sal Point, it's different now. Every good kid essentially goes to Sal Point. There are a few exceptions here or there, but every good kid in Tucson goes to Sal Point. That's your one-stop shop, essentially. So it makes sense to be there all the time. And at least I'm, I know I'm sound like a broken record, but when you see things that should happen that haven't happened, you know, it's like when you it's like if you tell your daughter to do something and for the longest time she doesn't do it and then she just starts doing it on her own. It's good. You're gonna you're gonna be a little bit more proud of Aurora at that point, sure. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I mean, it, it's just you know when we covered Sunland and even Rich Rod, we just had to like, why aren't you doing this? Like, why right. aren't you stopping at South Point, the first stop every open period, and then sending every coach there? Why is Demarco Murray going to South Point for three minutes, taking a picture and leaving, like, and never returning? Yeah, and and, and so and, and Jed Fish, I you know. Very rarely, I'd have to really think about times where I go, why are you doing this? Like, why why aren't you doing that recruiting? Um, he, he gets it. He just gets how, how to win at this level. He does get how to win at this level, and that's why we like Jed Fish. That's why we're back in the A right here. Um, our, as far as four-star kids go, for, uh, for cause everybody likes star rankings and whatnot. Um, outside of Elijah Rushing, I don't see Arizona in on really any – "Quote unquote four stars." Although I do believe that Keona Wilhite, when you guys are actually able to analyze him, will probably be a four star. 
Yeah, there's not any that I really point to. And, you know, it's like, oh, they're going to go to Arizona. There may be a few that they're in there with, um, but none that I can point to right now and say that Arizona's doing really well with them. Things change. You know, Arizona's lost a few recruits in the last coming days. Maybe they reevaluate a couple positions, but I think they'll be fine recruiting. But, yeah, I don't see any four stars where I'm just like, this guy has a really good chance of winding up at Arizona. Sure, there's a good percentage of Pac-12 fans that hate you. Which ones do you think hate you the most between Utah, UCLA, ASU, and Oregon? Utah. Utah is baffling to me. I don't understand the Utah hate. It was really weird because, like, if you go to their message board, like I posted this on our message board the other day, like they think I've said things that I have never said. You have never said that Arizona is going to be leaving the Pac-12. As a matter of fact, you've said the exact opposite because you don't trust the Pac-12. There was one Utah fan that said on Twitter the other day, they were coming at me, they're like, you said that Kyle Whittingham sucks and you wouldn't want Arizona to ever be like Utah. And I was like, what? Like, I, awesome. I, I've said openly I wish Arizona was like Utah football. Like, what are, you, what are we talking about? Yeah, who wants to be a top 15 program? Yeah. <laughs> Although – Maybe you are maybe you are at the stage now though where Arizona's looking past Utah and saying, Yeah, we don't want to limit ourselves there. We got a higher ceiling than that. Look, all I'm gonna say is Utah didn't schedule Alabama in 2032. Arizona did. Right. And and you know, let's be honest here. A lot of people think that maybe Arizona was the one that went to Alabama about that. Nope. Alabama is looking for ways because a lot of people make fun of them for playing McNeese State in week 13. If they can look back and say, you know what, we play, we backed and we played the A in week two, we get that off week against McNeese State. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve an off week after you, you get on the field with Arizona. I mean, it, 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 let's be honest. That's that's the way it is right here. Um, oh, by the way, tap and bottle. Now, Shear's never been to a tap and bottle watch party, nor do I think he ever will. But he should go because Shear is actually becoming far more open, far more a man of the people. I was very impressed with him this past weekend at Section 7. Shear was talking, taking pictures, fresh uh, plus pressing the flesh, doing all the things that you can that I do at Tap and Bottle, the Tap and Bottle watch parties. Come check it out downtown for uh, all the way football games and basketball. Kenny Abbey shows up there. Kenny Abbey, we like you very much. Or the Northwest location, but those are not for the Tap and Bottle watch parties. All right, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you? Uh, So today only, today's the last day, 50% off. If you're a current member, you can upgrade for 50% off Wildcat Authority at Jason Shear on Twitter and the Wildcat Scoop podcast with my wife, Shelby. Five of a kind media. Another great question. Does Jed Fish and the staff look at junior college recruits? Did we get one this year? As a matter of fact, we did get one and he's probably going to start this year. Uh, that's uh, uh, Charles Yates Jr. Yeah. And then they have Keanu Miloto, the defensive lineman. They look at Juco. Juco isn't what it used to be because of right. the transport and all that. But Arizona absolutely recruits Juco if they're good enough. All right, here's how it goes because uh, – all right, here's where we're at right now. Um, if Philly B plays well tomorrow, you can expect Shear to be back. If Philly B doesn't, I'm going to be left scrambling. It might be me and Jacob Franklin. Is this how correct? Are we, how are we defining well? 45% shooting more than 10 points? No, no, that's way too high. Um, How about – Do you know how good this fran- – this France team has like three future NBA players. That's why I'm saying – Here's, here's what we're doing. Philly's eight, taking 20 shots tomorrow, by the way. I have eight, no doubt in my mind. Eight points and over oh. four 
eight points and over 40% shooting. Dude, they're going to throw it. They're going to throw NBA players at Philly B to stop Philly B. Give me 12 points, 42% shooting. 10 points, 40. We'll meet in the middle. That's not the middle. Yeah, of course it is. I said I said eight and uh, I said eight. You said twelve. What if he gets like no assists? It's just ten points. Well, do they we'll have to win? It. We'll know it when we see it. How about oh, that? We'll know it. The we'll eye know. test. Yeah, we'll know it. If I'm also these... waking up. Are you waking up at eight thirty to watch the the USA game? Oh, I'll watch that one for sure. But is it weird? Is it bad though? If I have far more interest in the Serbian team than the Arizona, than the uh, American team. Yeah, but we need both of them to win so we can have the dream matchup. Serbia, if Serbia beats France, that means that Philly B probably went off. Yes. If right. Serbia beats France, I'll come on. How about that? All right. So there's multiple ways that we can finagle you into the show tomorrow, but that's the sure, that's the tried and true way, correct? Yeah, we'll talk. All right. We'll all right. Everybody out there, as always, appreciate all of you. Back the A. By the way, I am going to be on the PH, uh, uh, PHNX Sun Devils live stream here at 2. Not sure what we're talking about, but I'm going to be on there for 15 minutes. But for Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke, the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes who has been back in the A from day one. We appreciate all of you. Kenny, stay out of trouble in Phoenix. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.